Good day, everybody. This is Dana Massett with the Sun Your Soul and the Mindful Mama. Welcome. I hope everybody is doing well. I know we're in these strange times. My family, some of my family, like my mom and my sister, they live in South Carolina. So not, well, it was yesterday. It was early in the morning. I think it was like 3 a.m. There was tornadoes. I think there's like 30 deaths. They are okay. But it's one of those situations where it's like the house down the street from my sister has a lot of damage. So it's one of those situations where it could have been them they got super lucky and blessed but a lot of people now are struggling I feel like we're already in this weird situation people are already struggling with this COVID situation and now if you're like displaced from your home we're doing the social distancing thing now over there it's like the social distancing is put on hold because people need somewhere to be and to live so just Say some prayers today for everybody, especially for those affected by the tornadoes, especially those people going through coronavirus right now, and just for everybody so we can all support each other and be there for each other. It's just a really strange time, but at least we're in this together. Um, I wanted to talk about detachment in relationships. A lot of times when I talk about detachment, I think the initial need jerk reaction is does that mean I'm just like avoiding this person or avoiding the feelings or skipping over something or even having like my guard up so detachment basically means you're allowing that person to process their own emotions and their own journey without you needing to control it so say this person has an issue that they're working on and say this issue triggers you. How can you stay detached from that person's process? Now, staying detached doesn't mean you don't have conversations about it and you don't set up, say, a plan of action or you don't hold this person accountable. But then there's also that trickiness of as they're healing and going through their own journey of self-awareness how can you not let their stuff or stuff linger into you and take homage so let's give you let's give an example so say your partner goes out drinking on the weekends and say this is a trigger for you and then this person also comes to you and says, hey, this is something I definitely want to work on too. So this is kind of like my game plan. But here's the thing. As that person moves through that and shifts out of that pattern, you're going to have to give them time. So maybe this is just like maturing. Maybe this is, okay, I'm doing this unhealthy thing and I want to start doing a healthier thing. It's going to take time. So as that person's moving through this, how can you... I almost want to say like protect yourself through their healing process because their healing process is really about them. So no matter what they're focusing on healing, because each relationship is different, each dynamic is different, how can you step aside for a moment and just be in your energy and just be in your process and let them figure it out? Because the thing is, 
if you get too enmeshed and entangled in their process, all of a sudden, you're carrying their burdens more than they are. You're worried about it more than they are, and that's an imbalance. When you step out of the equation, they have to hold their burdens by themselves. Therefore, they feel the weights of their actions, which gives them motivation to change. If that makes sense. So kind of think about that energetically. If you're also carrying their burdens and say you're even involved in the process way more than you should be, almost to the point where it's almost like your problem, not theirs, you're carrying the weight of it. Therefore, they're not really feeling it that much. They're not really motivated to change. So if you step aside, then that person fully has to be accountable. They fully have to own what they're doing or what they're not doing. And that's where change happens or change doesn't happen and then that's a different conversation. But at least through this journey and this process of them healing, you don't have to constantly be triggered or obsessively thinking about how to fix this person or solve the problem. You can be detached in a healthy manner and focus on your own process and your own journey and what you want to focus on. So that's what I mean about detachment and relationship is always remembering that you have your own identity, they have their own identity and journey, and you guys have a journey together. But there's some things that the person needs to sort out. I don't even want to say on their own because you're always going to be part of that process, but on their own to a degree that you're not entangled in the process and getting triggered. Because there's some things that they need to own and work on and figure out and if you're so entangled in that process it's really just going to damage you and the relationship in the end it's really going to create these wounds and these triggers and take away the time that you should be focusing on the things that you want to focus on I think when we become so attached and pulled into like a problem in a relationship it's really good to step back and think about what wounds are getting triggered in me? What's what's really getting triggered in me? Because usually it's more than just the present situation at hand. Usually it's something from the past. It could be your childhood. It could be a past relationship. And sometimes that magnifies what's going on and makes it bigger. And it's really about because it's unearthing something for you to focus on and heal on. So detachment in relationship, when we're clinging to a relationship too much or a person too much, that's not healthy. When that person is really one of our main focuses in our life, it's really not healthy. It's cute and it sounds like a fantasy, but it's not healthy. That's kind of a sign to me that you're not feeling whole on your own, that you're trying to use this person to fill something inside of you that really you should be working on your own. What what are those holes that this person is filling up for you in this moment? And say they do leave your life in the future, what is going to come to the surface so intensely? A relationship should be a focus in your life, but it should be a balanced focus. It shouldn't be 
a bigger focus on yourself or a bigger focus on your spirituality or your religious practice or a bigger focus than your children. So if you kind of think about like a pie diagram, and this is something I encourage my clients to do all the time, and this is something I encourage you to do maybe after listening to this. Draw a circle, and maybe on the side of the circle, write all of your focuses. What are your main focuses in your life? Maybe it's children, yourself, relationship, friendships, work, blah, blah, blah. So write down your focuses. Then I want you to write them in a pie diagram and give the appropriate space, the honest space that you're giving each one. So say your career is one of your main focuses. Be honest with yourself and really take up a lot of that circle with that. And what I encourage you to do is really evaluate, is that really what you want? Is that really healthy? And if you say yes, that is okay. That's where you are right now and you have to be honest with yourself. But if you look at it and you don't feel that it sits well with you or it doesn't feel balanced, it doesn't feel healthy, give yourself a couple months or even six months or even a year to balance it out. So keep that pie diagram where you can see it throughout these months and really start making adjust adjustments to balance it. So if you also notice like your time with yourself and your self-care is very low, that is definitely something you really want to focus on increasing, especially during the stresses we're going through right now. Wonderful. Namaste.